from days of long ago comes a legend. You have walked into the room of Fireback Radio. You can find us online at firebackradio.com. And of course, I'm your host, Brother Marquise. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to take this time out to say hello to all of my people out there and this is going to be something that you are you may or might may not have an appreciation for but it has to be said and it has to be spoken so it's time for me to take a shot at the church for not being active during this time of COVID so it seems like to me the church fell asleep And I said this long before COVID came around. Some of y'all might agree, some of y'all won't, and that's okay. This is just my opinion. So when COVID came along, COVID should have created a disturbance in your force, if I can use a, a Star Wars term. But like me on a day off, you know, I just roll over and go back to sleep. So back in the day, church for me, as it was for y'all, I grew up in a kind of a Southern Baptist kind of church. But church back then for me was was like the CNN before cable because you would go to church and some of y'all know, some of y'all know. So you would go to church and actually hear news. But it would be, it would, it would the news will come at you from the gospel or the pastor would read it and he would, you know, he would let you understand where you are in the universe according to the gospel and according to what's coming out in the news pastors these days don't get me started I don't know what they're doing nowadays but it would it would be like a CNN for Christians so if you don't see it before you get in the church by the time you leave you would be able to comprehend what's going on because pastors back then in my experience they understood what was going on and they made you put it all together biblically so but today it's it's i don't know what's going on it it doesn't seem like the many churches have that same kind of mindset nowadays when you leave the church i mean I, i remember Uh, A pastor would say, you know, you want to leave differently than when you came in. Nowadays, it seems like people are leaving worse (laughs) than when they came in. And I know some of y'all going to hate me for that, but I don't really care. This is a talk show. So today, it's, it's, it's almost as if people are thriving on fear and ignorance. So today on Fireback Radio, we're going to have some church. And it ain't going to be pretty. So get your teddy bear, go grab your mama, get a sports drink, because it's going to be a very uncomfortable ride for the next few minutes. So if you haven't heard this before, you'll need to buckle up. This is Fireback Radio. 
people all over are looking for healthier options. My first recommendation is to visit naturalfrequencystore.com. That's where you will find healthier options from CBD to weight loss. These are patented, wearable frequency technologies, so there are no messy drops or bad tasting concoctions. Everything is based on energy and frequency. So head on over to the Natural Frequency Store. That is naturalfrequencystore.com. Naturalfrequencystore.com. From days of long ago comes a legend. You have walked into the room of Fireback Radio. You can find us online at firebackradio.com. And of course, I'm your host, Brother Marquise. As the old Baptist minister say, the doors of the church are open. Come on in, make yourself at home. Of course, you're listening to Fireback Radio. Right now, you and I are going to be talking with Mary Callie. She's going to be with us again. Mary Callie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Marquise. I appreciate it. Um, it's been a joy. I'm glad to be back on. Uh, we had a good time the last time. Yeah, no that doubt. No doubt. Now, you and I had a discussion the other day about the church. And and you mentioned to me the topic that you wanted to cover, and that was idolatry in the church and how we as God's people need to be aware of that idolatry. And you had some very interesting things you wanted to say interesting things that you wanted to share you and I may or may not agree but that's okay we're not scared to at least have the conversation why don't you talk to us about what you wanted to share to the people that are going to be listening to this about idolatry now everybody knows what idolatry is but everybody don't put it all together how it should be placed together we have in my in Marquise's world, the biggest thing that I've seen is is placing uh, sports and entertainment, and and that's like that's the biggest thing that I've seen where people just they just drool over, and you have nowadays especially you have the pres- presidential campaign that's coming up with Donald Trump and Biden and everybody else slobbering all over them you have certain movements and everybody slobbering all over them they would do more for them than they would for their own kids it seems I've seen people try to carry too much and drop their child and and still have product in their hand that's how ridiculous some of this is but relative to the church talk to me what do you see about that can bring light to this whole idolatry situation all right, I'm just going to go straight to Scripture because that is the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me okay? I hear you just fine. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Let's just start there. We have our heroes and our sheroes, but let's start with the house of God. Okay, I'm a preacher's daughter, by the way. Go ahead. Okay. I have not always been saved. I saved when I was 24 and backslid immediately after that. 
for 24 years, came back to the Lord when I was 48 years old, I'm 53, going on 54. I'm a generation Xer, I'm right at the very beginning, okay? So I've seen a lot. My generation has been one of the most idolatrous generations in the world. Matter of fact, our kids learn it from us, but we learn it from our folks and they learn it from their folks and it's all trickled down from the education system all the way to the, unfortunately, to the church. But idolatry starts in the church. Uh, we have people who idolize their pastor. They idolize the people that are deacons and, and bishops and ministers and reverends and pastors. They idolize, I'm sorry, idolize the, uh, the choir director, the choir, the singer, the band. They uh, put the church building on a pedestal because it looks a certain way and it has this, that, and the third. We do idolatry in the church. We need to stop doing that, okay? Um, and we use a lot of things out of context to support our idolatrous beliefs, which is going against God's commandment that you shouldn't have any other gods on some stuff. One of the things that we'll do is say, touch not my anointed, do my prophets no harm. When these people are not anointed, nor are prophets. These majority of the people, especially, I'm talking about pastors, okay? I'm not talking about the real ones. I'm talking about the ones that are fake. You know, um, the fake ones, you know, they go to the seminary, they learn how to preach, they write their sermons, you know, they they put in stuff that they shouldn't be putting in stuff. They're not giving you the word. They are 501c3 derivatives or 501c3 churches, which are government churches. So you're not getting the word. What you're getting is a lesson to continue your idolatry. Now, hang, hang on a second. Hang on, hang on a second. When you talk, can you expound on that uh, 501c3? Okay, a 501c3 church is a church that actually gets tax breaks. All churches can apply for it if you meet certain criteria, which means members, okay? You have to have so many members, you have to be in certain, you know, just certain things you have to do, but the membership is really a big thing, right. okay? So if you're making a certain amount of money, you have to meet that criteria. If you are making a lot of money and have to pay a lot of taxes, you can apply Profile 501c3, and once you do that, you are now under the government. You are a government church. You are no different than North North Korea, uh, where they have their government church, or China, which has a, a, a government church, okay? You have to preach what they say preach, okay? You are not allowed to talk about things like this, like idolatry. You're not allowed to talk about end-time events. You're not allowed to talk about sin. You're not allowed to talk about anything that could help you grow as a child of God or get you saved because the gospel is good news and the good news is that there's a savior that can save you from your sin but see we're not talking about sin all we're talking about is grace and mercy and what we do is we put people on pedestals for preaching grace and mercy he sounds good tonight girl he's, he preached yeah what he preach about you don't even know you know the, the truth of the matter is that we don't even support the, the word of God anymore, and we have become a nation of just idolatrous people. Let me just, let me just, that's just at the church. I'm just doing an overview of the church. But let's talk about something that just happened. Let me tell you how idolatrous we are. Uh, what's that boy named Chadwick who died? Yeah. I'm getting ready to step on some black folks' toes, okay? My brothers and sisters 
that on a melanin persuasion as I, as I am, okay? We put our celebrities, we put our pastors, we put our teachers, our preachers, our politicians, we put people of color because they look like us, sound like us on pedestals, and they do no harm. We don't look at the fact that they didn't get to where they got to unless they got dirty, mm. okay? Um, now, God bless his family. He has gone on to see what the end is going to be, and I'm sure he already knows what that is. But if you don't know, he has not been uh, born again. He has not been saved. He did not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, confess with his mouth, believe in his heart that God is raised from the dead so he could get saved, get baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit. If he did not do that, then dude is lost. I'm sorry to bust your bubble, but there's another brother that is gone where he should not have gone because the, uh, hell is not made for us. It's made for the devil and his angels. So, but we have put this man on a pedestal. Everybody's plastering him all over his page, all over their pages. They got little, you know, little things and all sorts of stuff going on. That's idolatry, y'all. You know, you said something earlier when you said people know what idolatry is. No, they don't. Because the pastors aren't teaching what it is. See, when we think of idolatry, we think of statues, we think of pictures, we think of you know, golden stuff and globes and all. That's what we think about. But we don't realize that idolatry is anything that you put praise and worship to. And there shall have no other God but one. I mean, you have your praise, your worship, everything. Your everything, your voice, your breath goes towards God. It doesn't go towards any human being here. We're supposed to encourage one another, not worship one another. True that, true that. I mean, that that's, that's a deep subject by itself because... Like you said, people, apparently we don't know. And that's okay. That's, that's why we're having this conversation because this needs to have some, some sort of clarification. And it's interesting because a lot of the stuff is not even taught in the church as it should be anymore. And that's what for fear of the revocation of the uh, 501c3 title, you think? Um, a lot of it is that, but basically because you got to keep those butts in the seat. Um, when you start talking, I dare, I, I challenge, not dare, I challenge. Now, you got some real pastors out here that go in deep, okay? They'll go in there and they'll just tell you like it is. They're dropping names of who, what, and what they're doing and all sorts of things. Ain't, ain't no shame in their game. They, they stand in bold. But then you have those who want to stroke people so they can keep coming back and keep getting the money. You know, so they, I mean, because after all, they done got this big building now. They got this big building. They got security. You got to pay for the building. You got to heat the building. You got to maintain the building. You got to, you got to clean the building. You've got to, uh, you know, pay the staff, the security, and all the ministers getting paid. And unfortunately, we have, you know, the, the band is getting paid. Certain choir members and directors are getting paid. And, you know, you got all this stuff. You have a high overhead. Okay. So so so, you, you, so then you would definitely have to, um, like you said, keep the butts in the seats exactly. in order to so keep the cash flow. You're not going to talk about this stuff, right? Because people have their heroes and sheroes. You're touching their golden calf. How dare you? You know, <laughs> you know. Let's look at things. Let's be real. We're all adults here. We should be able to have a conversation about this. But see, I'm like this. The word of God is what we should be standing on before we look at anybody. You know, we're all going to be judged by this. And yeah, there's people who say, well, I don't believe in God. I don't care what you believe. You not believing in God doesn't take away the fact that you're going to meet him. And you have to give an account for everything that you do in your life. 
I don't care whether you believe in God. I don't care if you don't like what I'm saying. Don't care. So what? Okay. So what then? So you you've given us a few examples. I've even given us a few examples of mm-hmm. idolatry. What mm-hmm. is? Because you and I we talked about this about the military being an idol, mm-hmm. the country being an idol. I mean, you've seen my backdrop. I do have a I do have a flag right there, mm-hmm. and and you know not that I necessarily worship that, but I actually served under that flag in the military. And what's mm-hmm. interesting about this conversation is I always had this in the backdrop of my mind. Mm-hmm. Now, now, what else? Because we're going to get back to the to the country here in a second. What else would be deemed as an idol to people? Well, you mentioned that flag in the background. You know, people get upset when you oh, it dropped on the ground. I mean, look, I'm a military wife. Okay. So my husband did 20 years in the Navy, all right? So if anybody knows flag etiquette, <laughs> I know flag etiquette like crazy, okay? Uh, when it gets a certain age, you have to, you know, fold up a certain way to get burned and all this other stuff. And then, you know, it's, it's certain ways that you have to dispose of it and certain ways you got to fold it and it's never supposed to touch the ground and all this other stuff. That's idolatry, y'all. That is idolatry. You are putting more worship and care into that thing which don't even breathe, can't talk to you, can't do nothing. Right. Okay? Um, think about what they tell you when you're a little child. I pledge allegiance to the what? Okay. Half these kids that you're teaching this to at um, you know, elementary school and kindergarten don't even know what a flag is. They have no idea how many stars are on that thing or what it represents. They have no idea what those stripes and stuff represent. And we have been taught so wrong when it comes down to this stuff. We've been taught to idolize stuff. We've been taught to be covenant. Mm. I mean, let's, let's go there. I mean, that's another show for another time. Covenant. You know, all this other stuff. Competition. But we're talking about idolatry. Yeah. That my, my country, tis of thee. Sweet land of liberty. Let me tell you something. When you are in Christ Jesus, you are all in you. Look. If you are a born-again person in Jesus Christ, you don't come under this stuff. We live here. Yes, we live in this country. All right? Go ahead and hold it right there, Mary. We're up against the heartbreak. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. This is Swag Back Radio. Hey girl, hey, it's your girl Alicia, the regular mama with the $5 drama, bringing you all things bling for any occasion. Shop 24-7 at goodgiftsboutique.us to find beautiful, budget-friendly, lead and nickel-free bling that makes both your heart and wallet sing. Then join me on Facebook in the Good Gifts Boutique VIP room, where this regular mama brings you all the $5 drama. People all over are looking for healthier options. My first recommendation is to visit naturalfrequencystore.com. That's where you will find healthier options from CBD to weight loss. These are patented, wearable frequency technologies. So there are no messy drops or bad tasting concoctions. Everything is based on energy and frequency. So head on over to the Natural Frequency Store. That is naturalfrequencystore.com. Naturalfrequencystore.com. What we do here is go back, 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 back. 
Fire Back Radio. I'm your host, Marquise Washington. We're talking with Mary Callie of NCRN. Mary, let's talk about racism for a minute. There are a lot of people who think it doesn't exist. What do you think? Does it exist for you? It doesn't exist for me. And it doesn't exist, period, if you know who made it. So, I mean, but we've been taught it. And then what they do is they, what they do is they create, they create a false narrative and then they, they create, they, they work out or they let you see that false narrative. And now it's imprinted in your mind and you think it's true. Not true. It just shows you a lie that you think is true. And that, and that, and, and apparently that goes for everybody. That goes for everybody. I mean, yeah. Because, because I mean, I don't, I don't know where you're from, but where I'm from, I've experienced plenty of racism. Even, even, okay. even to this day, I experience racism. And the thing about it is, you know, being a Christian, that's, that's one thing. But everybody's not on the same page. Everybody ain't down, you know, like that. Everybody ain't down. And it, it's, it's bothersome because I can't necessarily, I, I wish I could delete the programming, but it's kind of hard to do when you have, when, <laughs> when, you know, when, when you, when you have, when you have people coming at you and you're like, dude, all I did was show up and now you tripping. I don't even understand that. So, well, here's the thing again, this is where your faith comes in. This is when you realize who you are. You don't get affected by what other people do. We have to understand that both sides have been programmed. We've been programmed to see racism coming from another group of people. They've been programmed to think that they can instill that into people. You know, both are faulty. Both are wrong. Both come from the father of lies himself. Don't believe the hype. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid and getting the word of God. And when you realize that you have liberty, you have freedom, you have sovereignty, then none of this stuff that the world does apply to you. See, we, we, we have to really look at the scripture when it says to be in the world and not of the world. You become of the world when you say, I experienced that. Now, granted, yeah, there's been people that's been mean to me because of the color of my skin, but that's because of the programming that they've had. That's because the father of life makes them think that way. But that's not, and, and that's a heart condition, okay, because they don't have, the, the love of God in them. They are, they're not born again. They're not saved. They're not walking in his word. They're not doing any of that. So of course they're going to act out. Right. And they're going to act out the way that their father tell them to act. In other words, they've been home trained. <laughs> okay. That, that's Everybody's right. Everybody's got home training, you know, but that's their parents. So they're doing what their parents do. So does, and, and the sad thing about it is that you have people who have literally, literally exploited this demonic, satanic, spiritual deficit type thing called racism. And now it's being taught and people think they're under it. Look, I'm under the blood of the land. Y'all can stay there if you want to. I'm not going there. Stay there. Stay there and experience that. So I how do experience that. So yeah. how do you now I, I I get that. I I don't have a problem mm-hmm. with that. I don't have a problem with that. That's all well and good until somebody come at you and their experience is a little different than yours. I mean, do you, how do you remedy that? I mean, do how you? Do I, do you I, I, I grew up. I grew up in Southern Maryland, where when I first started started driving, the KKK sites I used to go to the day after they had the meetings. You could see the burnt crosses. You could see them in the woods. I've had people call me nigger. I've had people. You know what you're supposed to do? You do what Jesus say do. You pray for them. You pray for their deliverance. You pray that they get saved. You pray that their eyes are open before he closes them. 
before he takes his breath back. See, that, that requires you to, to humble yourself. That requires you to have a love for people so deep that you can't, you see past the physical things that they see that make them call you what they call you. When you are secure in who you are, that's how you deal with that. But now, you don't ever engage the enemy. No, sir. Now, now, I, but I look. Trust me, I understand that. I mean, I, you know, that's where I am right now. However, mm-hmm. it is difficult to not engage somebody who is, you know, putting their hands on you. We're already engaged, and that mm-hmm. when it's like that, it becomes a whole different ball game. Then, well, here's my question: Why would you let your? Why would you be in a vicinity or be somewhere where your enemy is putting their hands on you? First of all, let me tell you something. See, what we're saying, what we're saying is this. What we're saying is this. Well, they touched me first. I'm touching them. I'm going to go pause on them. and Okay, fine. So you're doing exactly what Satan, what Satan wants you to do, and you're not doing what God told you to do. Okay? He didn't say for you to fight and defend yourself. He didn't say, and I'm not saying don't defend yourself. What I'm saying is this. You have to know what you're fighting. Okay? We don't know what we're fighting. You have to walk in the spirit and live in the spirit. When you see, when you walk in the spirit, you see in the spirit. Trust me, spirit knows spirit. Yeah. Okay. Just like when Jesus was was was, I guess he was getting ready to cast the demons out of this guy. They've been like, wait a minute, look, son of God, did you come here to torment us? They knew who you were. Spirit knew spirit. They'll back away from you. They ain't. The power of God is greater than the power of the evil one. They won't even lay paws on you. And, and if they do, it's not them physically. That is a spiritual thing that's taking place that has manifested in the physical. The best thing you can do at that point is try to, to try to subdue them. You don't fight back. But what I'm saying is you do try to subdue them, try to try to stop them, grab them, try to stop them, pray for them, do what you gotta do. You can you can look, you can talk to the Lord by not even moving your lips, because God is all omnipresent. He's omnipotent. You can pray. There's things you can do. We just don't do it. Because you know what? We want to live. That's your flesh. You want you want to be fleshy just like them. And I'm not saying you per se. I'm just saying, you know, people want to be fleshy. Because, you know, I, that's that's pride. You hit me in my head, that your pride immediately. Oh, I'm going right at you, sis. <laughs> I'm trying pulling your weeds out. I'm gonna take them baby them baby hairs out and take your edges off. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm going after you. You know that's your pride because somebody has seen you get hit in the head or slapped or pushed, and now these people go ooh ah well just you know egging you off, and next thing you know you up now you swing. That's your flesh. Trust me, I got I I can't say God. I, I used to have a bad temper, and that's just something that we do. Right. But, you know, racism, as you call it, we call people racist that ain't even racist, they're prejudiced. There's a big difference between that. Racism is somebody who can actually upset your economic balance. These are your kings, your queens, not your presidents, your presidents are figureheads. These are your kings and queens, your bankers. Okay, these are the people that you don't see. These are the people that play chess with your livelihood. And the minions and the pawns carry it out. Right. Those are your racists. Okay, the cop that just shot somebody or the cop that pulled, pulled the trigger on somebody or 
the, the white boy or the whatever, Puerto Rican boy, whatever, that, that hits you in the head or whatever, and vice versa, because we do it too, okay? That's prejudice. We don't have no economic, we can't, you know, we don't influence that. <laughs> so we really need to get that out. Our understanding of what things are baffles me. For those, for those who are, for those who just joined us, we're talking with Mary Callie of Next Chapter Radio Network, and mm-hmm. she and I, we are actually talking about all things, but specifically idolatry. In case you guys are trying to figure out what we're talking about, and and she and I, we were just you know going back and forth about what is what, and so Mary, let I want you to talk about patriotism. Mm-hmm. Okay, what you want to talk about? You said, I saw this, you said that patriotism is a form of idolatry. Go ahead and touch that again because because anytime during wartime, the biggest thing that you will hear is you you have to be a patriot, got to have patriot, show your colors, patriotism, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so talk to me about this whole patriotism in its forms and how it is shown to us again as being an idol okay well first of all patriotism is a religion how so and people don't see that how so how so because what are you giving your your worship to mm, go what ahead you dying for people you got people who go to go get in the military and go into war and die because they're patriots i'm a patriot you know, I am a patriot, so therefore, I'm going to die for uh, my country. Again, remember what I said earlier, the enemy makes you die for something. Christ already died for us. We don't need to die. We need to live. So, uh, now I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you a question. So, what's wrong with being with patriotic? What's wrong now? Now you and I. Now, now you, you and I. We, we talked about this, and I have to go back over it again because we, we got a few more people that just came in. Again, why can't I not be patriotic? And and I'm going to throw I'm going to throw my my two cents in. Okay. Now, for me, it's it's just a representation of where I live, mm-hmm. and. Obviously, because I have this big flag over here behind my head, it's a representation of where I live. When I got into the military, I began to pay attention. If I don't know if you guys have been in the military or not, but when you're in the military, you have the opportunity of shooting somebody or having somebody shoot at you. That then becomes a reality. And so it became my reality back in the 90s during the Gulf War. And so when you have that reality, you begin to think about where where the truth is in life and everything that Mary said and I think you you may have said this already today about singing the the what what is it the the national anthem and the songs thereof mm-hmm. there's there is there is a certain danger to that so what what was it what was it that you said earlier about the about the music about the patriotic songs Okay, well, let's just, let's just start with, first of all, what is a patriot? A patriot is somebody who loves. Loves now. Loves, support, defends. You know, you, you know, you know the thing. You know what you said. You know that oath. <laughs> okay? 
you have to support and defend it. Yeah. Okay, it's a form of devotion. Okay, what is devotion? Just look up what the word devotion is. That means you belong to it. It's a totally different spirit. You defend it at all costs. You will lay down your life for it. And what are you defending? The country. Okay, uh, some, some, a country. First of all, the country was stolen, but we ain't going there. But you're defending some land. You know, the Bible says we're supposed to contend for the faith. Right. But we don't contend for the faith. We contend to be patriots. Patriotism is a practice. We can't do that. You can't serve two masters. There are two different spirits with this. You're, if you are a patriot, you are upholding the flag. You're up, upholding... Let me, let me let me just put it this way, okay? When you are a patriot, like I said, patriotism is a religion. All right? Just like Christianity is a religion. Patriotism upholds the Constitution. That's your gospel. Mm-hmm. That's the gospel. You hear people say, I know my rights. You can't do anything like the Constitution. Blah, 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 blah. Well, we don't have the Constitution. We have the Word of God. Okay? Constitution can be changed. The Word of God stays the same. Right. Okay? Y'all, they say patriotic songs. Glory, glory, hallelujah, and all this other stuff, okay? All these patriotic songs. Glad to be an American, because at least I know I'm free. I, I'm already free. I'm free through Jesus Christ, and I won't. You know, whatever, forget the man who died and whatever something for me. You know, I already, you talking about that. I'm talking about the man that died for me was Jesus. So what who y'all talking about? You talking about soldiers, war, guns, uh, diplomacy. You did, I mean, not diplomacy, democracy. You're, you're talking about that type of stuff. God doesn't talk about that. That's not in the Bible. Right. Okay? One has got nothing to do with the other. One is worldly, the other one is holy. They are, which means they are under two spirits. And only, holy, holy spirit. Patriotic. That is self-centered. That is self, that is flesh, that is idolatry. So, so with all that being said, if, because I'm sure a lot of people are, are, they're patriotic as, as it's called. I mean, you and, mm-hmm. and, and what's what's funny is in this country, in America, you have the United States of America incorporated, in, in, that incorporated. Point. That is correct. But the same thing can be said about, you know, being in the South because they have their own brand of patriotism too. being that some of these good old boys, they like to fly the Confederate flag. And it became, it, it's really apparent when you go to the, matter of fact, I'm in Indiana. Mm-hmm. It's apparent here. I'm not even in the South, but it's apparent here. And it's, it's the same topic. It's the same situation. It's the same scenario where people literally will, will fight you over a piece of material. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah, so, so you, so you said, so you said the military. For me, yeah. for me, like I said earlier, it's all about a sports franchise. the The thing I can I can compare this to is the politicians, because people will throw their spirit behind a politician, mm-hmm. and they will claim politicians as their own. Like mm-hmm. you'll hear these people say, "Well, that's not my president," or "That's your president." 
or whatever. <laughs> I I that when people start hearing that, it made me pay attention because that doesn't make sense to me. Because you should not. I mean, just this is not necessarily in the line of what we're talking about, but it is. But you should not internalize spiritually any person or anything like that. These people are supposed to be servants, not sports franchises to where they could absolutely suck. But hey, they suck. But that's my team. You know, that that's it, it shouldn't even be like that. But it is. But it opened my eyes because it was a form of idol worship. Well, it is a form of idol worship. I mean, you can go with the sports franchises. I mean, people, I think you, you mentioned it too. People worship all kinds of things. Family shoes, um, especially with the young people. They will mm-hmm. worship the, that iPhone, that tablet, that computer game, that whole nine. If you have children, and I'm speaking to the crowd here. If you have children, y'all know what's up. You already know how your kids act. There's one I'm walking over there now. You already know how they act. And as a parent, it's, it's really hard to guide them into what's proper because of everything you said earlier. It's like selfishness. It's, it's covetousness. You, you don't even, they don't even see anything else. So my, so my question to you is what, what, else, what else is out there? Because we, we went through a whole lot earlier. What else is out there? What else is out there? Mm-hmm. Outside of people having idol worship of celebrities, um, you know, whatever. Let's, let's, let's go back. Let's go back a little bit to the middle. Like I said, I'm a military wife. My husband, 20 years, maybe, retired. My, my dad was in the military. Korean War, okay? Cousins that were in Vietnam. Um, let me say this. The military, people don't even realize what they're getting in when they do that. I know. Um, it, 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 it's, a, it's a fraternity. It is, it's Masonic. It's very Masonic. And um, just like if you it's, if you take an oaths, you have your little, your Alpha Company, Bravo Company, all this other stuff. You, you are, and you, you build, you're building, as you say, friendships, collaboration, you know, whatever type of ship you're building. And um, you're actually preparing yourself to, to be more brainwashed into believing the structure in which they tell you to believe in. Right. But, you know, I mean, what? let me ask you this question. As a military husband, all right, because your wife is a military wife, how do you explain yourself now to your family as far as what you were in? Because it's all idol worship. Every bit of it is idol worship. I mean, right down to the uniform that you have to wear. Your uniform got to be a certain way. You idolize that. Your boots ain't, ain't shine right or whatever. You got. I mean, you got to keep things a certain way. You got to walk a certain way. Your your weapon is your girl. You know. I mean, you know. So how how do you? There's a lot of ideology that goes on within the military, just like it is out here. And, and going back to what you were saying, also with the flag and all that kind of stuff. I live in the South, okay? Maryland is, believe it or not, a Southern state. Mm-hmm. We're in the DMV. We're, the, we're the, the most Northern Southern state, but we are a Southern state, okay? And you see Confederate flags and whatnot. And some people go ahead and do what they're going to do. I, I understand that when I see people do stuff like that, they're in society worship. They don't know no better. Mm. They don't know no better, you know? But how do you explain your 
tender, I don't know how long you were in the military, to your family now that you know what you know? Well, the well, this is what I've said to my to my family. What I told what I told my kids is the only way you'll go into the military is over my dead body or if I'm president. And who knows? I might be dead, I might be president. But either way ain't nobody going nowhere. So that's and and that and that's because of what I what I learned because I was uh because I used to study you know, certain things about the military and it was just, some stuff was just shady and I didn't want any part of that. But as, as far as this goes, no, we, we haven't really, we talked about it, but it wasn't on a spiritual level. It was more military. It's like, these are standards and that's what they gave us. They gave us a certain standard to meet. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so you work for that standard, but as how you're saying, you're, you're saying that that creates that idle environment or the the environment for that idol to become an idol I guess you could say what you I mean I, I think I think going back to your question that you asked me also um, I think because you, you touched on a few things about you know the kids and all that kind of stuff the Bible says train up the child the way it should go so that when it gets older it won't depart the problem is parents aren't training up their children with they should go. Now, mm -hmm. like, granted, yeah, kids are going to go out and do what they do because they get involved with other children, okay? And they got friends that are shady and, and come from shady households and whatnot. And, you know, they got friends and yada yada. And kids don't vet nobody; they just accept everybody as, who, you know, this is my this is my girl, this is my boy, whatever. And be hanging out that's it. But parents have got to do their due diligence to do a little bit of digging and investigating themselves. And even right down to the curriculum that kids are being taught, parents should always go behind their child and say, look, I understand this is what you're learning so that you can get that job in the future, but understand that this stuff is all lies, okay? <laughs> this is the truth right here. That this, this Bible right here will tell you everything. This thing is a calendar, and you have to live your life by this because this is what you're going to be judged by. Everything that you see out here is not what you think it is. Everything is spiritual. Matter of fact, the spirit world is more real than the physical. And you have to understand that. You know, but we don't do that as parents because, you know, the way that the system is set up is set up so that parents are pulled in different directions. One, you know, the mother's working, the father's working because of the economic situation that they've created in this country to pull a family apart economically. Right. And then you have a bunch of latchkey kids and so forth and so on. And who knows what they're being taught by their friends or whatnot. And they ain't going to tell you, you know, so, but we need to do our due diligence to teach our kids, you know, that, you know, or discuss with the kids when they come home, listen, I'm tired as all get out, but you know what, you're going to talk to me today. Absolutely. What y'all doing in up there in that school? Let me see what y'all working on. Let me look at this. But we don't do that. We don't do that. Instead, instead we get, we, we, we're very general with them if we talk to them at all. No, sometimes we got to have, and these days and times you should be having some real deep, out-the-box conversation with kids. You don't want to come to my house. You don't want to come to my house. Yeah, you, you don't want to, you don't want to come to my house. Our stuff gets a little, our stuff gets a little raw at times. And, and that's the way it should be. Yeah, that, that's, that's how I see it. And there, there are things that we do in this house that I'm, I'm guessing average parents probably won't do. And, and, 
you know, the, the stuff that I've seen my kids do, the stuff, the stuff that I hear them say, you know, they, they live in the sauce. They live deep in the sauce. And I tried to, you know, have an environment that is, uh, an oasis, if you want to call it that, an oasis. So when you go out into the world, you want to come back home because you're, you're not going to catch the crap that you're going to catch out there inside the house because this is a mm-hmm. pro- this is a protected space. And and we love you here and we pray for you here, whereas out in the street, they would rather see you as a grease spot. They don't care about you. I don't I, yeah. I, I don't care what. What they say when as as soon as the stuff gets hot, you know who got your back, and it is not going to be them. <laughs> so, right. So right. no, but we 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 do carry on and have very interesting topics of discussion here in this household. So, well, uh, how many how many parents don't actually teach about idolatry? Though? I you know we, what? If anything, parents have a tendency to to cater it yes. mean, right down to the clothes kids wear. I gotta have the Timberlands. I gotta have this. I gotta have that. It's like you, you creating. You, you, you're, you're actually helping. I'm not saying you. I'm saying parents are actually feeding that because now the child always gotta have New Balance. They always gotta have um, Nike. They always gotta have uh, whatever it is brand that they wear because they feel that if you buy a pair of pants from Sam's Club, jeans from Sam's Club, or or whatever, then you know that is substandard because they now they idolize even the name of clothes. I mean, we we we. It's just funny. But I, I think, like I said, pastors don't teach or preach about idolatry and what it truly is. It is vast. It's a lot of stuff. We don't have enough time on this show. Right? You know, it'll be twelve o'clock, one o'clock by the time we finish because there's a lot of stuff that we have. You know, that we idolize, and then if something happens to it, we lose our mind. Let me give you an idea what I'm talking about. Go Let ahead. your phone go dead. Let your phone all of a sudden start. I mean, you got certain people that, girl, all I've got is Apple. I don't do no Android. That's your idol. Yeah. You get my Android, girl. I can't use this. Mm-mm, girl. Mm-mm. No, Apple. And then you have others that say Android. Then you have some people who say, all I got is a Mac. No, I don't use no PC. That's, that's low budget stuff. I, Straight up Mac. That's all that you, that's, that's your idol. And if you take a hammer to that, they want to fight you. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so people, I, I, idolization of things can be as big as idolizing people like Trump and Biden or Obama or your president or whatever, right on down to something as simple as, girl, I only eat Del Monte. <laughs> and a friend of mine told me, you know, I, I don't feed my kids nothing but brand name food. I'm like, what is brand name food? <laughs> what but, is that? You can, know, but, can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine somebody just going back and putting a brand, a brand name banana? When do they even know where the brands come from? They used to come off the same farm and they split them right there. They repackage. No. They don't. They don't. They don't. I mean, and, and it's just sad. It's just sad. But we live in this world where we have we idolize everything from food to houses, to cars to people, to professions, to even your health. We idolize people's sizes. Oh, girl, you small. I'm trying to get small like that. You know, we we idolize 
hairstyles, baby hair. We idolize all sorts of stuff. You'd be surprised what we what we hold esteem to, what we lift up. I can't go out here and look like I got my weave in right. Mm. I can't do it. I just can't do it. I gotta have my feet. I gotta. I gotta have this. I gotta have that. It's it's like that. You know. It's more than just taking a knee. You know. We here's here's one people I like Black Lives Matter and Tifa. Look what the knuckleheads out there doing. Tearing up stuff. Tearing right. Up stuff. Right. I mean that there, there there's plenty plenty of that going on. And look, don't don't get don't get me started. But if you know, not the not my president thing gets me though, because that tells me you program right there. Yes, that's your that's your idol right there. That ain't my president. Obama's my president. That ain't my president. Trump is my president. It's like you know what? That's your idol. Don't say that's your president. Just say that's your God, because that's your God, Lord Jesus. So what's so so what is the remedy? I mean, I mean, and and I know I know that's a dumb that's the that's a dumb question, But, but because it should be obvious. But what is the remedy? Now, mm-hmm. now, but, but for people who don't know, and you just told them, hey, these are some of the things you might want to check yourself on. How do you, how did, number one, in order for you to check yourself, you have to have the realization that that's what you're doing. That mm-hmm. means, that means you have to have a certain biblical truth that is acceptable mm-hmm. by God. That's if you're paying attention. That's if you're listening. That's if you read the mm-hmm. word. And, the other thing too is just to recognize uh, what you have in your bucket of vitals, and mm-hmm. it bothers me because you know I, I I have to do a self check a lot of times. As a matter of fact, I, I do a I do a self check often, and I don't even want anything like my family becoming an idol because I don't want to put them before God. Okay, because it's my relationship, and then they come. Well, I should say it like this. There's a hierarchy with me. God, me, family. That's what it is. And then everything else, you know, is a work in. So, okay. so what would be your recommendation to the for people who need to realize where they are in the universe when it comes to idolatry? First of all, you have to understand, like you said, that um, you have to get in the Word. I'm gonna be honest with you. you, because here's the here's the truth of the matter: is you can come to your own conclusions as much as you want to and think it's right, but your conclusions may not line up with the scriptures. You've got to get in that way and find out what God says about it. And now, at that point, the moment you find out what God says about it, and if He's against it, you have a choice. Your choice is to be obedient to God or be be disobedient. Now, if you're going to fight what God says and then come up with your own little version of that, then you're fighting against them. You're, you're being disobedient. Mm-hmm. You, you Now, if you're trying to be obedient and you're having trouble with it, then you need to pray to the Lord to give you the strength to overcome it. Okay, he knows what you need so that you can overcome this thing. But first, you have to, like, they, like an addict, you have to realize that you're an addict. Okay, that you have an issue. Okay, can't stop drinking. I don't care what it's always something happening. Okay, stop drinking. But Lord, I want to stop drinking. Lord, can you just make it so that when I drink that I get sick? My <laughs> stomach is upset. I'm in the bathroom. Make it unpleasant. <laughs> you know? Or better yet, when I, I can use me as an example. I wanted to stop smoking. This was years ago, decades ago. I wanted to stop smoking. 
You know, I wasn't smoking that much anyway. I wasn't smoking cigarettes that much anyway. Matter of fact, people used to get a cigarette from me and be like, girl, you know he's a stale. I'd be like, they are? I don't know what stale up is because I don't smoke enough. But I used to, you know, get packed away. Take my two and three out and then get back away. You know, and then other times, um, you know, with certain family members and we're sitting at the bar. This was in my bachelor's stage. I'm smoking, train smoking, and having conversations like that. Right. But not about it, you know. And uh, it got to the point when I got to, um, I, I, you know, I, I knew God was calling me back home. I, when I say home, I mean coming coming in because the street lights are on um, and I need to come to the house. He started doing that before I even stopped backsliding. Mm. And one of the things that I wanted to do was stop cussing, and I wanted to stop smoking. Because at that time, I was asthmatic. Can you imagine that? Asthmatic Oof. and smoking. Plenty of those, so though. I, what's that? <laughs> I said there's there's plenty of those, asthmatic and smoking. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was I asked the Lord to make it so that I don't want to smoke. I asked him to make it so that I can't stand the smell of smoke. Make it so that when I do smoke a cigarette, it's the nastiest thing I ever inhaled and put in my mouth. Mm. Make it so that it, 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 when, it, when it's on my hands, I can't wait to get it off my hands because I can't stand the smell. And, you know, that actually helped a lot. But I still had to do my part, which means I had to stop hanging around people who smoke. Now, granted, these were my relatives. These were my friends. Used to hook up with them almost every weekend, and sometimes during the week, and just talking, you know, just hang out, talk, visit for like an hour and talk, go over to their house, talk, you know, and then come back home. That that was basically that was it. That's all I did, you know. <laughs> too, when you get to a certain age, you too old to go to the club, you know. You just go to people's houses. You sit there, and they got the TV on, y'all, y'all talking and whatnot. You know, most of you just talking and playing spades or whatever, you know, arguing around the table. But, you know, I had to stop. I had to, you know, the Bible says, seek and you shall find. Knocking the door shall be open. Asking that shall be given. Notice you have to do something first each and every time. You don't just pray for it and just wait. You have to go and seek, knock and ask. So that's what people really should be doing. And if you stumble and you fall, you ask the Lord to pick you back up and, you know, you repent. You have to repent. That's repenting. Repenting is, is changing your mind about what you see about things and tr- and turning away from it. Now, I'm not saying that you, you're going to do a, a quick 180 and you're going to keep going. Yeah, you're going to stumble. You might, even, you might even go off to the side a little bit. But guess what? It'll be nasty when you go off to the side. Mm. I can't stand that smell. That's nasty. I can't do it. I just can't do it. When we come back, more with Mary Cow. This is Fireback
Hey girl, hey, it's your girl Alicia, the regular mama with the $5 drama, bringing you all things bling for any occasion. Shop 24-7 at goodgiftsboutique.us to find beautiful, budget-friendly, lead and nickel-free bling that makes both your heart and wallet sing. Then join me on Facebook in the Good Gifts Boutique VIP room where this regular mama brings you all the $5 drama. People all over are looking for healthier options. My first recommendation is to visit naturalfrequencystore.com. That's where you will find healthier options from CBD to weight loss. These are patented, wearable frequency technologies. So there are no messy drops or bad tasting concoctions. Everything is based on energy and frequency. So head on over to the Natural Frequency Store. That is naturalfrequencystore.com. Naturalfrequencystore.com. Days of long ago comes a legend. You have walked into the room of Fireback Radio. You can find us online at firebackradio.com. And of course, I'm your host, Brother Marquise. Uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, for those who are just joining us, we're talking with Mary Callie with Next Chapter Radio Network, and uh, we're talking about all things idolatrous, if that's even a word. Can I even say idolatrous? Is idolatrous? Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. I got to look that up because you know I ain't right half the time. It is. It's a word. Okay, good, good, good. So, you know, everything physical, That I mean... <laughs> We, we run into it with our children we, we run into it with ourselves we, if we put anything above the most high then that can be deemed as idolatry period exactly so I'm just here just to kind of put this out on the street so w- what else is in your bag Miss Mary because I know you, you had some things that you that you really wanted to get off your chest tonight well as far as which one? I got a lot of stuff I want to get off my chest. Give me a, give me a, give me a piece <laughs> of it. Give me a piece of it. Give me a piece. It, it don't, it don't matter. The floor is open now. Okay. Um, well, we're working on a documentary. Uh, the documentary that we're working on, in the name of it, is called "Sorry We're Closed." Ooh. It has to do with the closing of churches. How churches are still closed, even though. The president has said it's an essential business, but yet we have a lot of, cl- lot of, you know, churches that have not opened up. That's problematic for me. First of all, it shouldn't even close. And I know people are going to disagree with me on that, but I believe that my God is bigger than any disease. If you truly believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your refuge and your protection, your high tower, you know, his name, he's a tower where you can run and you can hide. Yeah. So you can have uh, total safety, total protection. You don't need a mask. You don't need rubber gloves. You don't need all this stuff they're telling you. You'll fight against that stuff. You'll be like, I don't want to wear this stuff. When I is that? Uh, wear this stuff. You ain't gonna wear it correct. When is when is that you documentary know? gonna get gonna get finished? 
it's a mini doc, so it'll be pretty quick. So I'm hoping in the next two weeks, if I can get my nephew over here to uh, help out a little bit. If not, it'll be about three weeks. But uh, we started filming last Sunday, and all we did was just go down from one country. We went from my house, I'm in, I'm in Baltimore, all the way down to uh, Southern Maryland. And we just filmed every, just about, not every church, but uh, churches on a certain route that we took that were closed. And there was many. And the ones that were open were partially open, which means they're doing social distancing, which means they're not doing capacity. We went to one church where one of the guys was saying that, yeah, we're open, but you have to wear a mask, and we're only seating people every six, they're six feet apart, and it's every other row. To me, I'm like saying, myself, so you mean to tell me that uh, God doesn't have all power in his own house? Mm. Is that what you're telling me? That's what he's saying. That's, that's what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, and it is subject yeah, to subject to man's law. Yes. And that goes against God's law. But we ended up uh, interviewing a church that never closed. Right. They stayed open during the whole pan, whatever you want to call it. You want to call it a pandemic. It's not a pandemic. This doesn't exist. But... That's what they tell everybody, and that's what everybody believes. It's funny, people believe man before they believe God. You know, they say no weapon formed against me shall prosper, but yes, you got a mask on. You, you sound schizophrenic. Mm. But, um. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. Hold, hold wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people walking around with masks on. Yep. <laughs> fist bumping, elbow bumping, gloves on, shields over their face. But no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You scripture, but yet I guess God ain't, ain't strong enough for the coronavirus. You know what? I think I God, think Jesus can raise the dead, but he can't do anything with this coronavirus. So I'm really, really upset when I see people, you know, there's been pastors that have said that we're not gonna open up the reason why he wants us over is they trying to kill us. They trying to kill the black folks in the church. Don't y'all believe that president that it's okay and it's safe? Look, it's been safe even when they said the numbers were high, which we weren't. And the CDC just wrote something that said that they inflated the numbers. These are the real numbers. It's actually less than what they put out there. But nevertheless, the damage has been done now. People have been programmed. But you could run around saying no weapon formed against me shall prosper, but yet you still got a mask on. You schizophrenic. <laughs> I know somebody. I know somebody done stubbed their toe right now. Once you once you drop that on them, they just stubbed the toe because that yeah. is that is nothing. I'm glad you said it because if I was said, I'd probably get in trouble. I don't care if I get. In trouble. <laughs> I really don't care. You know, t- you know, tell the truth, shame the devil, tell the truth. I mean, you know, this is this is it. You know, pick a side. You know, the, the line is drawn in the sand, and you can tell who's who. Because as soon as the churches and stuff is not on the list as an essential worker, that's when, I mean, as essential businesses, which it shouldn't be a business, it's a church. You should have never closed. You're a church, you're not a business. But that drew, that, that drew the line in the stand right there. So, so, you should never close your door. So wait a minute. So are you telling me that because I have a mask on, that shows lack of faith? Is that yes, what you're saying? Does. Yes, it's and, and that where's your faith? So, so that's that's saying that you don't believe that, like you said, you don't believe that God is is in control and He has power over Corona. No, I believe He has power over Corona. 
I'm saying the people who wear masks don't. See, he, my, my God is my God is an awesome God. You know, we sing him, but my God is an awesome God. He reigns. Put the mask on. I mean, we sing the hymns about him having victory and having power and having all power and being the almighty God. But we got the mask on, we're doing social distancing, we're doing all this stuff. You sound so you look schizophrenic. It's like telling a child who is 12 years old not to smoke a cigarette, but you sitting there at the table with a cigarette. Because I said so. That's why I said don't smoke, because I said so. Right. You know, but mama, you smoking, but don't worry about what I do. Just do what I say. That's that, and that's pretty much what the what the country has done. Y'all just do what I do what I say. <laughs> that's true. That's real. You know, where's your faith in God? Where your mask going? Where your mask? You're just telling us who you are. Because if you don't, I'm gonna just put it like this, okay? If you are willing to lay down and do this, you will also take that mark when it comes down. The mask is just a way for them to see who is willing to be conformed into what they get ready to set up first. If you can't stand up and say, I ain't wearing this thing, I don't believe what y'all say, you gotta do your own research, y'all. Okay? We are living in the last days where information is just going crazy, which is what the Bible is gonna say. That you know, information and all that stuff is going to increase. Knowledge will increase, which means there's so much stuff out here. But we don't, we don't research anything. When you research how viruses work, and you research what exosomes are, and you, excuse me, you realize and research how your immune system works, that you need to be together, because if not, your immune system goes down. That when they had you locked in the house, you're not getting vitamin D. Your immune system goes down. That when you wear a mask, you are breathing all the all the stuff that you're breathing out and back in and the stuff on top of that. Your immune system goes down. Nobody talks about this stuff. Now what what I want to know what I want to know is, and this is the question for the audience, those who are here. Answer answer the question. Answer the question for those who are here. If you are wearing your mask. And you cough and you sneeze into your mask. How quick are you to take that mask off and put a fresh one on? Can anybody can anybody answer that? Because me personally, I don't wear a mask. I I the only hold on hold on. I'm gonna now. I got a I got a mask that I, that I'm going to show people. Now the the mask that I have is is for um. The mask that I have is is for for everything basically, because uh, I I used to uh, have to sweep out trailers and all the other kind of stuff. So I have to have a mask that can block fine particles such as COVID and the rest of it. So this right here is my mask. That's what I have. The only time when I wear it is when I actually when I actually have to go into an unsafe environment. I have yet to see an unsafe environment just just yet. I forgot where I was going with that because I got so caught up in picking up my mask. But <laughs> but this but listen, y'all. What she's saying is, I I believe it, it's true. Oh, I was talking about sneezing in a mask. So when when you guys sneeze in your mask, are you quick to change it? Because I've I've, I've seen I've seen people cough. I've seen people sneeze. That is not even natural. 
to just sneeze and not cover. I don't, I don't, I've seen it. For me, it's not natural to just sneeze and not cover your mouth. And then, and then, and then if you have a mask on and you sneeze or you cough, shouldn't you take that mask off, wipe your face or something like that? I mean, shouldn't you do that? I mean, how many, how many people actually have a mask and they've coughed and sneezed in it and didn't change it? I, I've, I've heard of people actually getting ill from, matter of fact, I don't know where, where this, where this was, but, uh, but a young lady had gotten ill and she tested positive for COVID. Of course. She got, she, she tested positive for, you know what, people already know what COVID is. Well, but that's, but that's, but that's what I'm saying. She tested positive. Now, mind you, uh, folks have tested donkeys and peaches and, and sheep. And they test positive for COVID, but that's that's a whole nother conversation. But but this this young lady, she got ill. They gave her two two days to live, and one of her friends, I believe, I can't remember where the story came from, but one of her friends said that she should be tested. I believe they sh- she should be tested for like viral meningitis or something to that effect. And they tested, and she tested positive for it, and sh- they gave her whatever cure it was, and and she. And she came back. She was fine. And that, and that's all because that is all because that she kept that mask on and she kept breathing in her exhaust. So when she sneezed, coughed, spoke, she's breathing in those germs that just came out of her body. Exactly. And that's how she got sick. And mm-hmm. COVID didn't have nothing to do with it. So exactly. I, I, like what you were saying, though. Because you're wearing these masks all day, all night, or whatever. I've seen people riding down a girl. Let me tell you something. I've seen people here in Indiana riding their bikes, riding the motorcycle now with no helmet, but they got the mask on. How in the world does that make sense? That you are riding a motorcycle with no helmet, but you got the mask on. Help me, somebody, because I don't get it. There is no help for that. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. There is no help for that. Look, those are people. The, I've seen the most crazy thing I've seen was somebody who had that invisible shield thing on. Yeah. And two other masks and gloves. I was like, you know what? The Bible says that we're not supposed to fear anything. You scared. The enemy got you scared. So, and so- you used deception to do it. So what, what about the people though, who actually got COVID? I got, matter of fact, I got a friend right now. She has COVID or okay. what, or whatever it is that she got, whatever it is, is, is she got toe up pretty bad. She didn't die from it, but she's, mm-hmm. she's been out of work for about maybe four or five months, maybe. So what do you, what do you say to people who've lost loved ones to COVID? What do you say? What do you say to those people? Sorry for your loss, but you know you need to you need to understand that they probably died with COVID, mm. not of COVID. There is a there's a big difference. There, there's a big difference, but they, they you have to understand uh, that they are putting everybody under COVID. They okay? are. Um, I would not go get tested. I would not go get tested because um, they're testing people. Let me explain how this test works too. When you go to get a COVID test, you get a case number, a COVID case number. 
all right? You haven't gotten any results back, but you got a case number. That's what people are reacting to. There's, and, and think about this. So, there, so you get, let's say when you live in Indiana. So they say, well, Indiana's got a spike in cases. 3,000 people. There's 3,000 new cases. It didn't say 3,000 people got it. It's just they're not saying 3,000 people got tested because that's what it is. 3,000 people got tested. They got a case number. called COVID, whatever it is, whatever, whatever, whatever. The number they put behind it. You don't know whether you have COVID or not. And let me explain what COVID is. See, because this is for people who don't want to research. Okay? Right. If you research it, you'll know COVID is nothing more than coronavirus. Coronavirus is the common cold. This common cold is on steroids right now because there's certain infrastructure that's coming online and will be completely online by December 31st. Wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. Hold up. Now, see, you're going into other territory now. No, no. I'm going to lay this up because if they want to hear about that, they can listen to your other show because you <laughs> talked about that on your other show. And and that that actually we we did talk about that for those who who, mm-hmm. who want to take a listen, that was uh, we did that a few weeks ago called and I think I titled it Damascus because it's Damascus U.S. So take a take a listen to that you'll see that on the FirebackRadio.com website and yeah, I would repeat that again yeah <laughs> I, I I would I would um, be able to type it in but for some reason Facebook doesn't allow me to type firebackradio.com in without throwing up a flag or saying something stupid mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's it's been like that before I even got the website up I guess it's something about fireback and if, I don't know I guess I'm a terrorist I don't know you've been shadow man yes welcome to my world yeah but but what's, <laughs> but what's funny is I have a fireback radio group I have a fireback radio page it's and it's I don't understand that. How how can I have a page and a group and yet I'm not able to put in Fireback Radio at all? I don't I don't get that. Mm. Well, that's their system. I don't. I'm, you know, I, I do everything from the website. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't have to deal with nonsense. I refuse. Yeah. But um. But yeah, COVID people. I know people who uh they claim have died from. COVID. Guys, don't be so quick to believe everything they tell you. They've been putting stuff on. Here's the thing. They get a lot of hospitals get a lot of money when they can uh, say that somebody has COVID and they're in their hospital. They get a lot of money. Okay? $33,000. That's what they get. $33,000 or $34,000 per person. If you get tested with COVID and you're in the hospital. Now, majority of the people that have COVID and die from it are people who have like two to three other ailments going on with them. But they're not going to list that because they're not going to get the money from the insurance companies if they list it as, oh, they really died from pneumonia or they died from uh, high blood pressure or, you know, congenital heart failure or, you know, something like that. You know, a heart attack, stroke. Um, they're not going to, you know, say that. They're going to go with the lesser and say, it's COVID. Because they get more money. You have to understand everything is money and control. When I mean, you understand how the enemy works, you, you, you understand how he thinks. You won't get so overly excited at, at that. And you won't be so scared. You know, um, we really do have to do better. We, you know, it's funny because the black community, especially, we scared of everybody. You know, and we don't research jack 
and we really do need to research. The Bible says to study to show ourselves approved. And it don't mean just the scripture. Study just for, you got to know your enemy because your enemy knows you. And he knows exactly how to manipulate you. Ooh, you you didn't see you didn't you didn't you didn't stole everybody thunder now because that's true. In in our community, we've been studied, researched, tagged, and bagged, and the enemy definitely knows the insides and out, and and the enemy knows just how to spark, um, an incident with us, and so. Exactly. And that's and that's actually how you how we came into the riots. And mm-hmm. for me, just just paying attention to world news, I find it peculiar that the entire world is in a riot status right now. And before before 2020, we was pretty chill. And, and uh, uh, was this is 2020. Yeah, we were pretty chill in 2019. 2020 came and people lost their marbles. But everybody around, it seemed like everybody around the world from, from, um, from France, I mean, you've, you've had people over in, in, I was going to say Sweden, but no, Venezuela. I mean, everybody seems to be under some sort of riot right now. And all of a sudden, yeah, and, and all of a sudden 2020 came in and we joined the fray. And now, Australia and New Zealand, I believe, they're joining the fray too. And part of that is because they were being locked up for for this COVID thing. But isn't it peculiar that we are all having a riot right now? Uh, And and what's funny is, what's funny, not so funny, is that everybody has their own individual riot reason. And that and that to me says that there's something other, something something other than what's in front of us that that's in play right now. Because if it's mm-hmm. happening globally, shouldn't we pay attention to that? We should, but we, we don't. Let me tell you, everybody's being played right now. It doesn't matter what color you are. Black, white, yellow, red, doesn't matter. Brown, doesn't matter. Everybody is being played. And they are playing every, every ethnicity. So we have um, over there in, I think, Belarus, they have... They're rioting because they don't like the leadership that they have now. Then, of course, you have, you know, the yellow jacket people and all of that stuff going on. Over here, they use race wars to do things with them. They go for the person, the group of people who have been brainwashed to believe that they're, they are, they have injustice. We're not realizing that both sides are deficient because neither one of them are getting the truth. Okay, so, um, of the matter, you know, it's just really bad. It's really bad right now. But unfortunately, uh, because the majority of everybody is not saved and they're not looking at things from a, a spiritual point of view and understanding how the enemy works, and but even more so how God works, um, they fall for the old okey-doke and they go out in the streets and they, they riot. But they're not doing it as individually individuals rioting. The individuals that go out, you know, decide to leave their house and join the riot, the riots are already orchestrated. People are getting paid to be out there. They're getting paid. People you know, are. So. People are be, uh, getting getting paid. Did you did you see mm-hmm. that situation where I can't remember I think it may have been Minneapolis to where a pile of bricks just happened to show up downtown? Did you see that one? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they've been breaking it for a while. I mean, you know, but you know, but when you show people this People don't want to see that. They just don't want to see it. I don't know what that's, well, that's the flesh. 
They don't want to see it. They, they, it looks just like a, and I'm, I'm going to use this as a parallel, and I know I'm going to step on more coins, but people don't want to see that just like a woman preacher don't want to see the fact that she is supposed to be in the pulpit. You know, so, I mean, it's the same thing. The flesh wants what it wants. You know what? I'm gonna leave it right there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop the. I, I ain't. Mm-mm, mm-mm, no, mm-mm, that. Nah. no, I mean, you know, we, we no, because I, I know of a few uh, lady, lady pastors who would, who that would, who would draw sword and fight you to the death because fight, you not fight me, you fight the word. Because if you can show me where it says that a, a woman is a preacher. Not that well, you know. Well, look at look at this one. Look at that one. But does it say that they are a preacher? Are they the husband of one wife? You know, bishops and all that kind of stuff. You know, come on, you ain't fighting me. Don't get mad at me. I'm just, don't kill the messenger. Talk to God about it. That's His word. He is the word. Yeah, and I've I've heard I've heard people come up with the with the with the with the statement. Well, if a rock can cry out, so can I. I'm not letting. I'm not having a rock take my place. Okay, well here we go. We're not talking about crying out. We're talking sound. We're talking about preaching. I know. We're talking about being pastors. That has to do with authority. That is a position. That's right. God didn't call us to that position. We already have our hands full with what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be teaching the young women. We're you know teaching them how to how to be young women, how to take care of their home, how to how to take care of their kids and their and their husbands. Um, we, we got a lot of stuff and we could be prophetess and, and, and things of that nature, you know, not things of that nature, but we could be a prophetess, but we're not supposed to be in a position of authority like that. Right. That is not what we are. We are helpers, but we don't want to be helpers because we've been, again, brainwashed into thinking anything you can do, I can do better. That's what we've been programmed <laughs> with. Okay. And so therefore we are living in that. And now it's generational. And that thing is deep and deep rooted. And now you got Jezebel in the pulpit, but that's a whole different subject for a whole different time. Ooh, ooh. Well, you know what, Mary? We're gonna stop right there because mm-hmm. we we've <laughs> we've been at, we've been here an hour and some change. One of these days, I'm going to have you on the program so you can up open up that other bucket that you got because I know you keep several buckets of information around you. So um, until then. Uh, you're listening to Fireback Radio. Find me online at firebackradio.com. That was Mary Callie with Next Chapter Radio Network. And you can find her anywhere on Facebook. Find her, you know, befriend her, send her messages. Mary, what is, what is your, uh, you got a group. What is your group's name? What is my what name? Don't you have a group? What is the group that you're, that you're with? Oh yeah, we we have um, a group. Um, it's called the well. Actually, we have a group in the chat. It's called the Deception Report. If you'd like to be a part of that, you can. Um, most people in there are born again believers in Jesus Christ, but you know we got some stragglers, and hopefully they'll come to Christ by seeing the light that's in us through through Christ Jesus. But we also have a group page, which is the Agenda, and the Agenda has been on uh, has been getting attacked like crazy, mm. uh, both on Instagram and. Facebook. We also have Next Chapter Radio Network, uh, which is on Facebook as well, and NCRN, well, NCR Network on Instagram. So uh, we do have several things, and people can text me and, and talk to me. I'm sure I'm going to get some hate mail, which is fine. <laughs> which is fine. I don't care. That's all right. You well, know, do what you want to do. Well, that's all right. You know, we're we're here to to bring forth the information as you did, and mm-hmm. I appreciate your time. Thank you for being with me tonight, Miss Mary. 
Not a problem. Thank you so much for having me on. I hope I ain't uh, caused too much of disturbance. Hope you don't lose no friends over this. No, I'm not. I, look, I you know me. I ain't worried about losing no friends. I mean, you know, hey, because I because I'll tell you like this: the the friends that I have, they they forever friends. They're not going nowhere. Even 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 the white people that I disagree with, they ain't going nowhere. They love me. Well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, guys. You know, I'm gonna end on this: to be a friend of the world, to be an animated god, you have to choose you to stay who you're going to serve. And I mean truly serve, not serve to, to the capacity that you think is satisfied in your standards, but to God's word, which means you have to get in that book and find out what God requires of you. I dare you to do it. I challenge you to do it. A lot of you won't do it. Um, and take it for what it is without argument. Don't argue with God. Whatever his word says is what his word says. Lean on that. Live in that. Bathe in that. Sleep in that. Um, that's what needs to happen because time is getting very short. The dollar is very late. And something's coming down the pipe. Whereas if you are not willing to do that, you're going to have a problem. There it is. Thank you very much, Miss Mary. We will chat at you later. That was Mary Callie of NCRN. And, of course, I'm your brother, Marquise, Fireback Radio. Find us online at firebackradio.com. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're all over the place. Fireback Radio.